Hello and welcome to Millennial Insider with me, Sunita, and I've got my co-host Chloe Tempest also with me today. Hello. Today we're going to be talking about dating, both in and out of lockdown, so what it was like before lockdown, what it's like today as a millennial, a person in your early 20s or early 30s. More like mid-20s for me. Sorry, yeah, mid-20s to early... I, I always get that wrong, you know. You know, between like, what's Gen Z, what's Gen Y, oh, I always get it yeah. wrong. And the boomers. Uh, <laughs> so we'll be talking about what dating's like in your mid-twenties to early thirties, uh, just in general. And then we'll be talking about what it's like now we're in lockdown. I know none of us saw this coming, but... I don't hey, think dating's hey. been like this since the war. And that was over 75 years ago. Well, it was different then, but you know what I mean? Like not being able to see people. Yeah, it's a really weird one during lockdown. Um... I feel as though there has been a lot of more people taking up dating apps during lockdown. I don't know what you think. Oh, definitely. I mean, it is, it's been proven, like, the, the statistics and stuff. Um, I think... You're always a sucker for a, a statistic. I do have a good statistic. I do. Bumble said that uh, there's 40... There's been 52% of its users seeking a long-term relationship after lockdown. You know, the question you're asking, though, how many of them people on the maps are actually on there to find someone? Is it to do with boredom? As someone who is single and is on these apps, I've found a lot of guys, or whatever, floaty boat girls, whatever, um, they're just on it just because they're a bit bored and they're not actually looking for something, you know, like a relationship, shall we say. Yeah, I think that for a lot of people who, you know, maybe extroverts or just people that enjoy spending a lot of time doing things, maybe that's busying themselves with the gym, sports, um, going out for drinks with their friends, and now these things have been stopped because of lockdown. You know, these people find themselves indoors a lot more, having to spend time by themselves a lot more, and maybe dating apps just look very tempting. Well, they do, because you're talking to new people, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? As an extrovert myself, I always love going out, meeting people and that type of thing. So I think for someone like me, a dating app is the perfect thing. But for an introvert, maybe it's not something they would go to. I think there's one side of it, which is, you know, you've got your extroverts taking up dating apps during lockdown as a way maybe to pass time or to meet new people. But on the flip side, it means that things that maybe more introverted people would do before, you know, they can be they can be more comfortable with just hiding behind a dating app and not have to feel bad about it. If someone's, if someone's listening and they don't know what introvert and extrovert is, how would you sum it up just quickly in case they're wondering? Introverted, I would say, is somebody who gets their energy from being um, being alone, having alone time. And I think someone who is an extrovert would get their energy from socialising and being around other people. I'd say it's a scale. I don't think we, we're all necessarily... Uh, I don't think we are necessarily an extrovert or an introvert. I think we are a mix of both sometimes. I mean, I certainly am. I don't know if anyone's heard of the 16 personalities test, no, also as the Myers-Briggs. But uh, I, it, apparently it showed, it's, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's 110% the truth, but it did show that I am somewhere between an extrovert and an introvert. It's a really cool app, that. I, when I did it, it really did reflect my personality. I think yeah. I was 70% I like being with people and 30% I'm a bit indoors sometimes. But 100%, that is an app that I would recommend anyone going to do. Kind of uh, gives out who you are and your char- characteristics of your personality. If anyone wants to access it, it's just 16personalities.com. You fill out some basic questions. Um, 
about about yourself and it and it te- it puts you in one of the 16 different categories under a different title so you've got stuff like the console the uh architect the campaigner which me and chloe are both the campaigner and it goes by stuff like so we are enfps which means that we're extroverted i can't remember the n extroverted something f is focused person and and p is perceptive so it's based around those traits you know some they'll be a little bit like a horoscope you can't say that they're 110% true but it's always fun to have a read and you know maybe you'll you'll pick out some things and you'll learn a bit about yourself and how to maybe approach social situations or how to become more comfortable in your own skin so that's a nice thing so what's your experience do you think of of dating in you know being a person in your early 20s in your mid 20s and dating an absolute nightmare and a mess <laughs> i think when i speak to like my nana and my um, mum about how they met their you know how my um nana met my granddad and how they kind of were courting for a few years and then my parents met in a bar and started dating that just seems so simple i think that concept of meeting a guy or a girl in a bar and kind of exchanging numbers and then going on a few dates and then end up, you know, being with each other. That's yeah. nothing anymore. It is for some people, but I think these days it's all about the apps, what to say in a text message, how to respond, not yeah. showing your emotions. People are now no longer want just one relationship. They're quite happy to have a couple of casual relationships because our kind of opinions of open relationships and sex has changed over the last 50 years. So as a woman who kind of is 25 and kind of just wants to meet somebody just to hang out with and chill out with for the rest of my life. If anybody out there is interested in Chloe, please contact yeah. us at CVFM. Yeah. <laughs> as I'm 25 and I've kind of, you know, I haven't been with like loads of guys, but I've been on plenty of dates. I just kind of mm-hmm. want someone now to travel with and just hang out with and have a good time. And you I can just also find, find her on Project Middlesbrough on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> yeah. She does the show on a Saturday if you'd also yeah. like to listen in. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, I just find it emotionally draining along with modern life and just really exhausting. I think a lot of the issue is that as a millennial, we've got a lot of issues when it comes to stuff like finding a house, finding a career, um, the job market, you know, mental health issues. You know, there's a big proportion of of people our age that suffer from mental health issues. And then on top of that, the dating scene has changed. So, but maybe before, in order to have sexual intercourse you maybe have to like you have to get married before you know there was a lot more of a societal thing of you get married then you can sleep with the person well that was now i think there's a lot more casual yeah it's very it's it's casual sex is seen a lot in a lot more of a relaxed way nowadays it isn't a norm anymore to meet someone and then wait to get married to have sex if you went around with that opinion you're doing you're in a minority not a majority there's nothing wrong with it but you, most folks see in our our age are, are into maybe they might wait a month and then they'll sleep with someone. Sex is not what it was 50 years ago. It's completely different attitudes to it have changed and it's definitely affected dating. I think people our age are a lot more focused on it and it's a lot more readily available. There's so many yeah, apps like Tinder or you know other dating apps that you know you can have it, have it at your fingertips given that both parties are consenting. I think my attitude to like sexual relations are completely different to say maybe what my grandmother's attitudes were when she was my age i just i don't think it's a big deal i think that having that mindset and most people our age having that mindset has affected relationships because it's no longer oh we'll wait we'll wait till we're married i think people just 
that they don't see relationships as serious as they did say years ago and I think it is mentally affecting younger people today so I think after the we're going to put a song on we're going to play you didn't even say what we played before we're going to play Lizzo oh yeah well we're going to play Lizzo good as hell and then afterwards we're going to talk about um, what we think dating is like as a millennial just in general and then Chloe's going to give us a list of some things, some dating ideas that she's come up with, both online and offline dating ideas for dating during lockdown. Some of the outdoor ones are pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got that to look forward to after this song. So that's Lizzo with Good As Hell. So before the break, we're talking about how attitudes to dating have changed, um, just in general, really, not really focused on what how attitudes have changed during lockdown as such, but just how they've changed um maybe from the 1940s to 50s compared to what it's like now so now we're just going to talk about our experience dating as a millennial as two single single women really so um one thing that you were saying before chloe is just about like having to strategically think about how you're going to respond when you're talking to somebody so it's exhausting it's just like it's such it's like a game like, I feel like it's such a game. It's not simple. Mm. You've got to really think about what you're saying. Um, you're thinking about you don't want to come across as needy. You don't want to come across as too forward. You've got all these p- people, parents, friends, whatever, are telling you how to, like, respond to something. It's not simple. It's it's difficult, I think. Sometimes I feel as though, like... We... <sighs> It's kind of a competition of who can care less and you have to craft your responses, especially being a, like, being a woman. As women, I think that we naturally are more emotional beings compared to men and we feel like we have to almost mask how we actually feel in order to not come across as emotional, to come across as logical, in order to be taken seriously, to be taken on the same ground as a man, for our opinion to be taken the same way. You know... Our opinions or our feelings to be seen as, you know, logical and rational. We have to almost craft our responses so that they don't come across as too highly emotional or irrational. You can't be honest. I feel like dating nowadays, it's just not honest. You're seen as being weak if you show your emotions and wear your heart on on your sleeve. And I think we are both quite... Wear um, your heart on your sleeve. Yeah, yeah. We just throw our emotions at people, but I think it also means that we we live life with a lot of vigor, and we although we feel things quite strongly, we feel everything quite strongly, and that includes nice feelings. That includes where if we feel um, attracted to somebody or we have any sort of connection to them. Yeah. And unfortunately, we're, we're made to feel as though we can't show it. You can't be honest. I think you've got to play a game. It's like a game. Imagine you're playing Monopoly. That's what it's like doing, trying to get to the end. It's hard. And I think, like, especially now, like, when we've got social media, whether that's Instagram or TikTok or just... We're we're given the standard of how things should be, and that doesn't just include a standard of what a woman should look like or we're also given what our, what our ideal partner and ideal relationship should look like and I think it means that we're looking for these, we have these high expectations and this this kind of 
image of a perfect man that we want to look for who I don't think that anyone's perfect no and I think having a swipe left or swipe right thing it's not a good thing I think it there might be someone you might meet in a bar you might actually go for but you might look at a tinder profile and think well no and tick the other way I don't think that is necessarily a good thing it's made us very judgmental I think it's like that episode of like um and if you've ever watched how i met your mother but there's no. an episode where ted basically goes on an online date with somebody uh he, he goes on an online online date with somebody and he says to them look let's not find everything out about each other because in a in a in an era where we can find everything on the internet about each other let's just meet blindly and not 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 google search each other but he finds himself still, still gravitating towards Googling her name and trying to find out who she is. And I feel like that resonates with now when we've got a dating profile that gives you the person's first name, their age, their workplace, what do they work as, their their their, uh, their zodiac sign. The height. Their height. So immediately you might look at their job and think, I don't want to... This is being a bit cruel, but some people do it. You might think, oh, they're working X, Y and Z. That's not what I want to go out with. You take, you you go the other way, but you could be missing someone fantastic because they could have yeah. something that you need. Like they could have a wicked sense of humour that could match yours. Because I think that the biggest thing that I want is someone with a sense of humour that matches mine. Because I feel like you can get through a lot if the person if you can make each other laugh. You can get through a lot of big issues in life. You can get through a lot if you with laughter. And I yeah. think if I was just to judge someone by just what their work does, I might be missing out on a really great partner i just think it's made us more judgmental and more fussy and picky i think if we went back 30 years we would have got with someone in the bar and maybe took their number there's maybe people we would tick the other way online but if we met them outside in real life we wouldn't have and i feel like um, honest truth i feel like as much as sort of men are judged for their dating etiquette i think specifically this is one i've seen both um genders do but mostly sorry both sexes do I must correct myself on that one. Both sexes do, but not just... um, Yeah, not just men or women. I've seen both do this one, which is ghosting people. Oh, yeah. Being ghosted, and I have ghosted somebody. I think sometimes it can be so easy. It's horrible. It's not a nice thing to do. No, it's not a nice thing to do. Emotionally wreck somebody's... I think. I think that... Sometimes it feels easier just to go someone than it is to just honestly say to the person, you know, I really enjoyed talking to you, but I don't think that we're compatible and I really hope that you find somebody and best of luck. And I feel like a lot of the time people don't do that. I I certainly try my hardest to say that to somebody, just to be honest and just say, you know, to appreciate that they might have feelings and they might have invested in me, even if I don't feel the same, and to just say, look, Give them a conclusion. Give them closure. I appreciate your time. I appreciate um, what we had, but I don't see us necessarily being together, and that's okay. I've done the other thing though, where I've dated a guy about three years ago, and he was lovely, and he was a lovely person, and I honestly said, I don't feel like there's any feelings there. I don't like you in a romantic way, but I still got a lot of flack from his friends and stuff. And I feel like I would have been judged as much as if I ghosted him. So I don't sympathise with people who ghost people. But from doing it the honest way, like you've just said, I was still seen as the negative bad guy or bad girl, should I say, for doing it kind of the honest way. 
you know what I mean? I totally understand that, but I think one of the main the main things for me is having that that mental just knowing that karma you know, that feeling that karma's not gonna come and get you. You are morally doing the right thing. Yeah. I think that I'm of the opinion that if you do something bad, there's a cause and effect, and if you do something bad, it's going to come back on you, and you will be ghosted. I'll be honest with you, I don't think morals come into modern dirt. I think we we don't have morals in modern dirt. And that's a big issue, I think. That's something that... We don't. Years ago, people did, but I think years ago, the way men treat women was different. Now it's very easy for a woman to ask a man to go out for dinner, sharing the, the dinner bill. I think modern Dayton's morals are not there. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's not always a good thing. Ghosting's part of the non-moral concept, I think. I think one of the biggest issues in dating, something that I've been trying to improve on, is understanding how the other sex works and the fact that how they are is different to how we are. And it can be quite difficult to understand it from the other person's perspective. Yeah, definitely. Um, But at the same time, it's, it's quite disappointing that you have to go to those lengths to feel like strong enough when you go into dating. Yeah. You know, to feel like you can tackle it, you have to... To not feel weak, you have to change how honest you are being. You can't be truthful and you can't wear your, your, your heart on your sleeves because if you do, it's seen as a sign of weakness, I think, to the opposite gender. Or if you're into the same gender, whatever you're into, I think it's just seen as a, a sign of weakness for anyone yeah. that you're dating. Most most definitely, I, I agree. So now we're finding ourselves in lockdown and we're not able to necessarily meet up with somebody and go maybe for drinks or some food that we would... Um, and I know that you've been doing a little bit of research. Oh, man, what I found online is <laughs> hilarious. Cosmopolitan so, magazine, which is basically... It's not just a girl's magazine, but it's a girl... It's a, it's a magazine a aimed Bible at young... Uh, women's Bible to life, essentially. They did a thing about dating during lockdown, so kind of one of the sections of this article that I found was ideas for um, dating as we now are allowed to meet sit up to six people outside the house with a two metre distance rule you can now technically go on a date um, under the new government guidelines one of the normal ones was to go to a park for a picnic I thought that was more of an old fashioned one so I think years ago people would meet up and kind of sit down and you're just talking to them um, yeah well maybe you'd be able to do a bit in Middlesbrough you'd definitely struggle seeing as uh, Andy <laughs> Preston wants us to constantly moving on yeah. I don't think you really yeah. have the time to, yeah, I think to, that's true. to sit down and have a picnic. Um, another one is... You, d- you turn up to the park and there's no car parks open? Not allowed. They yeah. are reopened now. Well, anyway, one of the ideas is to meet in a local park and have a picnic, which I think is a good one because it means we won't be on our phones and we're not we're not looking at what who's ordering what and who's paying for what. Another one is a bike ride together. I think that's a nice one. Was it? It's, you know, it's just a bit of an odd way to meet someone but it, I think it's just another one that I found is going wild swimming wild I can't swimming. breathe one of the other suggestions the third one was to go to um, like a reservoir or a river in the countryside and to go swimming together I don't think that's a one can you imagine going down Cod Beck and doing that <laughs> I, read, I looked it I thought that is not something I would ever do another one is go to the beach and get fish and chips that's not that's a bad nice. One. I that's think the nice bike one. one for me, the bike one, the beach one, and the park one are nice ones. And they're quite doable in, mid- yeah. in the Middlesbrough area. Another one is a game of tennis or golf, which I could never imagine going out on a first date and go playing tennis or golf. For their their ideas, 
and you've also got inside ideas so you could sit and chat on um obviously on skype or zoom um do a netflix date together do a virtual quiz together these are all the new things you would never think of. If I went back three years, I've never been out on a date with a guy and gone on a bike ride. I've gone to the beach, but not as my first date. And I've never gone for a countryside walk, which is one of I've the other suggestions. People, maybe later on, but not for the first few. The general idea is you go, you get drinks and food and that type of thing. I know some people usually go on like a mini, to like mini golf. I've never heard of someone doing like actual golf. Golf. You know, golf, golf. I've heard mini golf for a first date, which is quite yeah. sweet. Or wild swimming. Or wild swimming. But another thing to take into consideration with the two-metre rule is there's no physical contact. So say you start dating someone and you do a couple of these ideas, you could be seventh, eighth dating and by the rules, if you stick to them, which you should, social distancing rules, you aren't allowed to actually touch the person. But You'd have to be very good in the art of art. I mean, contact. years ago, people didn't. But now, as we've talked about being a very sexualised generation where sex is meaningless to us, well, not to everyone, but to a lot of people, the idea of dating someone not being able to have any physical contact, I think a lot of people our age would have an issue with. I certainly would find it bizarre and weird. It's maybe a little bit quite daunting, isn't it, not being able to, yeah. to even hug the person? Well, I always hug them when I meet them. You know. But you, under lockdown rules, you wouldn't be able no, to. No, you wouldn't be. That's what I mean. You'd I be able to go for your bike ride, but you'd have to uh, then leave each other and just wave goodbye. I mean, so we've been told recently about we're allowed to meet with another household in a Only bubble. Only if the person lives on their own, yeah. And I was searching the internet and came across an app called Pure. We spoke about this very briefly before we came on air and I went on my Apple um, store and had a look at this website and it looked... It is peculiar to say the least. It is. So we've got, you know, you've got Tinder, which I'd say is more like hookups, casual dating, Bumble, which is maybe a mix of the two, and then Hinge, which is like aimed towards relationships. And then you've got Pure or Pure, whichever way you want to say. What is Pure? If someone's wondering right now, what is Pure? Explain it is it. so strange. It's like an anonymous dating app. So you're given like an anonymous email. <sighs> you put out an advert, and then only an advert. Only women, <laughs> like Gumtree. Only women. <laughs> <laughs> dating is it's all you spike for sale. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful to me. It's so bad. Like you advertise yourself like a like a like a bike. You <laughs> said on Gumtree. <laughs> <laughs> previously ridden <laughs> it's awful so like you put out this advert and only the women are allowed to to message the men first which That's is the case on Bumble, Bumble but yeah. this is weird because this is people with some very niche sexual behaviour it looks like um, one of them people. affair websites to be honest pretty much it might it. as well be seeking arrangements um, it is the strangest website I've ever come across so there we go so now I think we'll have a little break and we are going to play Hayley Steinfeld Most Girls. Nice score. It's nice. Looking forward to this one. Right, so we're back. I think they've just heard me say, put our mic up. <laughs> <laughs> mic's up now. Mic's up, guys. Put your mic's up. <laughs> so now we are going to be talking about how to do it outside of 
uh, dating apps. I think I've had enough. I've had enough of dating it's apps. It's tedious. I just I... think it's false. And I also worry about when I'm older, if I ever end up meeting someone and it's off a dating app and I have children, they say to me, how did you and dad meet? And I say, oh, man, I don't feel like... It. I'm not being judgmental. I just... I don't think it sounds the same as we met in a bar or we met in the park. Do you know what I mean? I think, though, this well, it's is modern just life. the reality of what it's like. And I think yeah. whether we meet off apps or not off apps, I think I'd just be grateful that I met a part, met the love of my life, I think. Yeah, that's true. So... You always see it from a brighter side, don't you? I, I think it's romanticised. Yeah, I, romanticized. I think I think that is why. As, I think as relationships a, are romanticised massively. I think that's why a generation we are so picky, and we maybe you know dot to dot from situationship to situationship. Someone who you you know you're, you're seeing but you're not quite in a relationship with, it's because we've got social media with the expectations. Maybe from parents or other generations where they met organically, and you feel the pressure to do the same and to have that perfect relationship. Hands down, because um, when my nan and granddad met each other, they were like 14 and 17. And then when my mum and dad met, they were 24 and 18. So they met quite young. And now at being at 25 and not having somebody, I think it is kind of like, well, when are you going to meet someone and kind of get a house and do all that traditional stuff that they did at maybe a much younger age? But I think now people, some people do. But the vast majority of people by 25 are not married and don't have their own house. It's a different times, and I think the expectations of ourselves as adults have completely changed. And I think, I don't know about you, but I think I'm starting to grow... I am just growing a bit tired of dating apps and... Same, I 100% agree. I think at the moment, like, in the time being, I'm quite happy being alone and, you know, learning to be comfortable in my own... Uh, on my own, in my own company, in my own skin. And I think at the moment that's very important for me, but maybe for some other people, for example, with you. I do like being on my own. I've travelled to a lot of countries on my own and kind of met tour groups and just, like, hung out with people I barely know. I love kind of that, but it would be nice to kind of have somebody to take to a wedding or... You know, I'm always that one that's on their own. It's like she loves being on her own. I like it to a certain degree, but there are times where I'm like, I would like to have somebody there. But I want it to be the right person. The amount of times I've met guys and gone out with them, and I think sometimes I've just gone out with them just for company, the wrong reasons. I think if you're going to meet someone, my advice to anyone is make sure it's the right person. Make sure that they're not somebody that you just, need, but someone that you want, and it's someone a that. Big difference between you know, wanting someone and needing somebody. Yeah, and that you know that you're, you know? you're happy in your own company, but everyone should be happy in their own company, and there's nothing wrong with saying you that you are. Enjoy spending time with this person, I'm, but they don't com- they don't complete you. No, I did it six months ago. I was going out with someone for about three months, and we were. He was a lovely person, but we were not meant to be. We were, uh, we were together because we wanted to both fill a gap in our lives. We didn't, we didn't love each other. We didn't, we didn't want to be together. Together, we weren't compatible for each other, and that was because I think I was a bit lonely and I felt a bit panicky and I thought I need to meet somebody. I'd rather be on my own than be with someone who I don't love. And I think it's going really deep. That, of, but I think for a lot of people in the same generation, in the millennial age group they'll be really be able to resonate with that because I think all of us have done that at some point. Yeah, we all have, definitely. All, I think most 100%. women our age 
in this age bracket have done that at some point yeah. in their adult life. I think people get to 28, 29, where kind of you need to have a baby starts to ring alarm bells and they'll just get with someone just because they can have a child with them. That's not something I'm ever going to do. I'd rather wait till I'm 40 to meet Mr. Right than be with someone at 30 and then end up getting divorced because I wasn't with the right guy. I think now as well, though, it's not even just about that pressure to have a, a, a child. Sometimes it can be that you well, not just don't feel comfortable. You just don't feel comfortable by yourself, and you need to have people around yeah, you. I'd Maybe you see all your friends that are getting married or are in committed relationships, and you feel the pressure too. And I think it's important to slow down and just realise that it's a journey and it's not a race. Yeah, I'm not. I've never been jealous. I've always been happy with the fact that I've gone on all these trips, and I've gone with groups of people that I don't know, and I flew on my own. I've loved that freedom. But it doesn't mean that I don't want to meet somebody. Um, so I think now we'll, we're just going to talk about some alternatives to online dating apps. What can we do when things get back to the new normal, do? when things aren't... What you can do is you can drive to a countryside village and sit on a lawn like me and you did the other week and um, see a guy that you like, write your number down and walk up to his car and give it to him. That was very brave. I think that was a very brave move. Chloe gave her number two a... A very attractive man. An attractive boy that she saw on a walk. A man. Walk in the uh, countryside. Where were we again? Huttonley Hall. Huttonley Hall, a beautiful part of North Yorkshire. Definitely go visit. Um... So, like, maybe now we'll just talk about maybe some alternatives to online dating apps. What can when things get back to a relatively new normal and we can when we can, we go can date again? Hmm. What? How can we approach I somebody? Think speed dating's a good one, hands down. It's not something I would do. I find the idea of talking to um, multiple men in one evening a bit. It's not me. Another thing is when you go out, go and start talking to guys in bars. Just be upfront, be talkative. Um, coffee shops. I think when it Just comes be, to you have to be very confident though with that style of dating. But this Give, is the thing is to be out there. And what I did the other week, I still can't believe I did it. But the thing that I think is, you have to learn to you know when Rapal says how how are you gonna you know how are you gonna love someone else if you know I can't remember you it, don't love yourself if you don't love yourself exactly. You have to be comfortable with who you are. You have to be comfortable with your body, with who you are as a person. You have to know that you are enough without that person. And only then do I think that you're truly ready to go out there and try and meet someone new. And I think when you approach that boy on the walk, it was brave and it was something that you were only able to do because you Just thought... tell everyone he didn't respond. He didn't, but she was fine. <laughs> I didn't care. He boy. didn't, and that's the reality of being a, a millennial. But she was, she was brave enough to go and do that. You know, there was some confidence there. Um, and I think with speed dating, I think that's one that maybe, if you are quite, if you're lacking self confidence to push yourself to go out there and, ch- and chat to somebody, it's a nice environment to know that even if you don't meet anyone, it's a practice of. Do you think, though, the idea of meeting somebody in a bar or in a coffee shop, do you think that's, like, a romanticised version of romance? I think Most people don't meet the partner in a coffee shop, though, do they? It's, it's like, something you see on a film. Like, it's not... I just feel like it'd be lovely, but I don't feel like I'm going to meet a guy by, like, sitting in a bar on my own. Do you know what I mean? It's definitely exercise of confidence, though, I think. It's to go up there and just give your number to a guy that you think is... I can't believe I, I did attractive. it. I just thought, Whether why not? a coffee shop or in a walk or in the supermarket... In the supermarket. If you're confident enough to do that, it, 
you know, you, you felt incredible after doing that. We danced to Lizzo in the car. She felt I'm incredible down. after doing that. I'm quite a confident person. I'm very much like we live in the moment, and if you like somebody, just go for it. I'd say that to anyone that's listening. And, you know, he didn't respond straight away, but... He didn't respond at all. He didn't respond. He didn't respond, <laughs> he didn't respond at the same time. It doesn't matter. You felt, ama- you felt amazing. You felt confident. And you felt ready to start dating again after that point. It doesn't I think matter. that's one thing with maybe approaching people in a coffee shop, in a bar, on a walk, is you feel good. You feel good about yourself for doing that. That's what I'm going to start doing, I think. I'm I, gonna, think I want us to, once all this is over, go out. And I'm not going to actively try and look for someone, but if I look at, like the look of someone, I'm going to go and speak to them. I think you definitely inspired me to be more confident and more thoughtful. I just got to go with it. This idea that men come up to women, it's we're in different times. Women, Men like confident women, hands down. You know? I think that is something, I think, if you are self-assured and you don't come across as vulnerable, they know they can't step that, that mark. They know they can't mess with somebody who's not going to let them. And if you're confident enough to put the boundaries in place and be like, look... I am not going to let you do this to me. There's not the opportunity to try that out. The thing is with me as well, being a slightly bigger woman, I always get people say things to me like, if you lose a bit of weight, you'll have a boyfriend. If you lose a bit of weight, you'll have a boyfriend. And I'm like, that that might never happen. I might never be super slim. So I'm going to work with what I've got, which is an all right body, and I'm sure someone will love me. If someone is more bothered about what I wear, they're not meant to be, either. They're not your man. And if, no. you know, if you were unhappy with your body, that's one thing. Not 100% with it, but I'm not overly bothered about losing weight. But if you're happy in the body that you're in, I'm then fine. great. I'm you know happy. what I mean? You'll, the confidence will shine but out what of you shocks me right is there. how other sisters, and brothers even, how people think that being slim is somehow a key to have a boyfriend because when I was 18, 19 I was slim and I never had a fella so I don't think that's true I think sometimes we have these false expectations of what we need to be like to have a relationship so I think now we'll, we'll go with a song before go for a girl so we're going to go with Girls Like by Tiny Temper and Zara Larson yes. I've not heard that one in a while I've never heard it ever I really? fell down with the well, kids I am not it is a good one. I think it's very apt for this show. So, girls like uh, Tiny Temper and Zara Larson. That was Zara Larson and Tiny Temper with um, Girls Like. So, let's just round up what we've been talking about for today. In our, in this episode, we talked about dating during lockdown, what it's like dating as a millennial. Can Chloe, you and we've also us- been talking about different types of dates you can have during lockdown, including... Jumping in a, um, a pond. Jumping in a pond. That was actually an idea. By that on, she means wild swimming, by the way. It's co- it said on the website, <laughs> wild swimming. You and a guy can go wild swimming. A guy you just met online. <laughs> if, you wanna go, oh, if you wanna go jumping in there in Cobbeck Reservoir. Let me it actually <laughs> says Sweden not to jump in there because it's extremely dangerous. If anyone wants a date wild swimming with Chloe in Cobbeck Reservoir, hit us up on CVFM radio. <laughs> I'm a wild child, but even I wouldn't do that. <laughs> so thank you, thank you, listeners, for listening in. Yeah, if you listened cool, in on CVFM, cool episode. If you'd like to check out the episode um, after the live recording, uh, check out the episode on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I think it's just been nice to have the conversation. It's something that's really been getting to me actually during during lockdown, um, and I've enjoyed talking about it. And I'm sure it's most probably relieved a lot of other people. 
I think a lot of people our age will be able to relate to the issues that we've discussed Hands down, in this episode. 100%. The last four months have been the weirdest four months ever, and I'm sure it's affected a lot of people and the date and lives it would have affected. For example, my sister and her partner, they haven't been able to see each other properly for nearly four months. So it's also people who are in relationships as well. So if you'd like to check a, check out this episode, check yes. it out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, until next week. So, so na- take care and have a safe Sunday, guys. A nice socially distanced Sunday. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Check out our Instagram at CVFM Radio and please share our podcast with your friends if you enjoyed listening.